This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, glad to have you all hanging out here on this Monday night. So much to dive into as we are now into the heart of this 2021 Benedictine season as your cadets take down Burt County in a game that was moved from the beginning of the season uh, to this past Thursday. Benedictine wins 59-28 to in a game that was back and forth early but saw your cadets really pull away in the second quarter uh, and then get again finish with a big 31-point win. And here to break it down with us as he is every week, the head coach of your cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you, Christian. It's, uh, I'm excited to be here. Hey, Coach, uh, before we dive uh, into the region schedule coming up, which we'll do a little bit later in the show, going to recap this Burke County game and an undefeated team coming into this game, Coach, a team that uh, I thought for the first time really this year kind of gave you that read option look. I know Thomas Castellanos can move around a lot, but they didn't run a ton of read option. But this uh, Burke County team really uh, able to like let your defensive end come off the edge and just give you a different look. And I thought early – uh, some guys running wide open, some missed assignments on defense, but able to tighten up a little bit, but just a unique look from what we've seen so far this season. Yeah, definitely. They uh, you know, have an offense coordinator that's been doing it for a very long time and uh, uh, gave us a lot of different looks, a lot of different uh, things, uh, sometimes just basic power football, and then bam, right back into a spread look and can stretch the field. And then, of course, the you know the read option type stuff, the – so gave you a lot of different looks, and, and you can see why they've scored a lot of points this year. And I was going to say, uh, just a, a few different looks that I'm sure you'll see coming forward, and actually uh, a little bit more coming up this week, just another unique look that we're going to see. But uh, some of the Veer stuff that they were doing, what kind of stress does that put on your defense when you've played a lot of, I'd say, spread style and some pro style? What kind of unique stress does this offense provide to a defense? Yeah, it definitely does. It, it well. It, here's the thing: it wasn't just like they did that. They did a number of different things. Right. You couldn't plan, and they did a number of different things with the similar personnel. They rotated in a lot of people. Uh, at times, it was difficult to see who was in, what personnel was in, um, because of the numbers that they rotate in, and they can do pretty much everything with the same personnel. So. Um, it put a lot of stress on you to be able to know what to do. And basically you just have to be as sound as you can to all of it. And then occasionally take a chance that they're, you know, you know, starting long to take a chance that they're going to, you know, have their spread personnel in and, and, and throw the ball and, and, you know, put pressure on him and that sort of thing. But it does put a lot of stress on both the, the defensive players and the, the, uh, uh, the defense coordinator. And hey coach, we talked about this post game, but, Coming off of that Ware County win, the emotional highs of that, and then going into a short week where you have to travel a couple hours up the road to play a game, how do you think your team handled that quick turnaround and this trip up to Burke? Yeah, I thought we I thought we did a good job. I really do. Uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a little bit of a a letdown, so to speak. But that's what we say that we see what kind of character we have. The great teams do it. They just they line up and play, and. Um, and I felt like we did a good job with that. We did a good job of practice. They weren't as emotional uh, of practices, and, and you know, and, and that's kind of to be expected. I felt like we were moving a little bit in quicksand Thursday night. Um, 
we tried to back off, you know, both our, our you know, what we do in the weight room, our conditioning, and, and tried to change it a little bit for the short week. Uh, but, you know, we still kind of were, you know, had dead legs. But uh, but we fought through and were, were able to come away with a win, and that's what, that's what good football teams do. And, Coach, some big performances uh, in this game, but I do want to stay on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, outside of really that long touchdown uh, that they were able to hit on a wheel route to a really speedy guy, I say more of a slot fader out to a really speedy wide receiver out there. Uh, most of the points came in the first half there for Burke County. And I mean, it's, you got to be tired of seeing big running backs with number five lining up against you. Cause it seems like if there's been one real weakness to the defense, it's kind of been stopping the off tackle power run game. Yeah, definitely. They were able to get us there again. And, um, you know, I think, uh, we're going to continue to work with that. We've got to build some depth on the defensive line. That's one thing we're going to have to do. Those guys, it's the hardest position to play, you know, and, and we've been leaving them in too many reps. I think we're just going to have to build some depth there and uh, and give them be able to give them breaks and, and um, you know, have our linebackers have got to, to be able to be in position. And, um, you know, we've got to continue to develop depth there too because, you know, you got to have it. You know, they're going to get banged up playing that position. So we got to continue to work on that, and, you know, that's something we'll we'll work on every single day. I was going to ask, what is it in that 3-4 defense that makes it just a little bit more difficult to defend that off tackle? Because it seems like that's where uh, a few teams have really been attacking. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty much obvious. There's three guys. You know, there's three guys yeah. down there and have the angles on them. Now, the whole idea, it's harder to know where you're coming from. Because are you are you going to have five on the line? Or are you going to have three on the line? You know, with those linebackers and and what people are able to do is kind of spread it out. And it makes it hard. It makes it harder to you have the angles on the the defensive line. You have the angles on those inside linebackers. So it is harder to do that. But uh, you know that's part of the system, and we got to continue to improve there. We talk about complementary football all the time, and I know uh, we've spoken about this a few times. It's just because you're a defensive guy. Now with this high-powered offense that's going to score, as they did in this game, in two minutes, uh, you're on the scoreboard and the defense is out there and they can score in a play and send your defense right back out there. But when you hear complimentary football, uh, for people who maybe don't understand that term or, or haven't heard it before, what does that mean to you? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, obviously for defensively, you know, you like to uh, you like to have them on the sidelines a little bit more. And, um, and you know, that's got to be your mindset at times, but – as explosive as we are, you know, you, you have to decide as a coach: do you do you, do you complement the defense and try to, or you just score as many stinking points as you can? And uh, at, to this point, we've decided to just score as many points as we can. And um, and yeah, that's going to make it harder because when you're right back on defense, they get more reps. They get more reps on offense. They get more plays, more plays, more opportunities they got to score points. And the the more it wears down the defense, so you know it hasn't necessarily been complimentary, but uh, you know we're we're going to do what it takes to win the football game. Coach, flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, uh, we've been waiting for this guy to really break out. He's had some amazing plays so far this season, but hasn't really had uh, an elite game like we know he can have. But we we finally saw it on Thursday from Cam Edge. He had a uh, three touchdown performance, had a kick return for a touchdown, and a couple receiving touchdowns in this game. Coach just finally kind of got a chance to really break out uh, and be the star on offense where there's a ton of guys that can do it. It's kind of like 
playing basketball with five guys that can really play. It's just some nights is going to be one guy's going to be really hot. The next guy, it's going to be uh, it's going to be his turn to be the hot hand. But it was Cam Edge's turn on Thursday. Yeah, definitely. He's a very talented young man. Uh, he's battled uh, some hamstring issues really all summer and leading into this season. And doing the best he can to uh, try to try to prevent that from happening anymore. And with limits in his reps and practice. And actually, he's talking with Coach DePhillips about you know, what he can do each day. And we're just trying to get him to Friday. And he's a very talented kid. And, and, and um, you know, with all the other guys around him, if you, if you focus on – you know, JT and Quan, and why wouldn't you, right? Right. Now, Cam can certainly hurt you. Hey, Coach, another good performance from Holden Gariner and from the run game. I did want to dive into a few things that we spoke about after the game. It seemed like when you got into those third and half to pass situations, they were able to come up with a couple of creative blitzes that the offensive line, I don't know if it was communication or they just overloaded uh, one side on each of those plays, but they were able to get home with some pressure. Now that you've had a chance to go back and watch the tape, what did y'all see? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, Christian. I, I think a couple of times we just gotta gotta communicate and, and, and gotta be able to, to, to work with each other to, to you know maintain the blocks and, and, and not let those free runners happen. And then a couple of times it was just good calls and and uh, they made you know made a good call and overloaded and called us knowing we're passing and, and we're able to get holding. So you know sometimes that's gonna happen. Uh, you know, that's what I you know, I, I tell people all the time, one, we're, we're playing good football teams, and two, they've got people, you know, that are on the payroll to do the same thing our coaches are on the payroll for. So, uh, uh, you know, you have to realize that's going to happen sometimes and, 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 you know, try to make it as few opportunities as you can. And, Coach Dickin, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, there were every touchdown school. You're happy about every touchdown, but there were a couple uh, that I thought were really significant just in their meaning to the team. Number one, it had to be cool seeing Lamont Mitchell finally break one. I know he's been picking up those tough yards up the middle five, six yards at a time, which I think he's done a great job keeping the offense on time this year uh, since he's taken over full-time, kind of at that fullback running back position. But it had to be cool to see him finally break a touchdown, make some guys miss, uh, and get into the end zone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lamont has done a good job of stepping in uh, when Hunter uh, Dunn went down earlier in the year with an ankle injury. And uh, he just stayed in there and stayed in there and kept working and getting better and has really earned that spot. And um, uh, he's a little more athletic in that position than some of the guys in the past. And um, so he can do a number of things. And so, yes, it was good to see him bust break one because when you have people in every position that can take it, you know, 60, that's, that's a good good situation. And, and he can definitely do that. So uh, that was that was nice to see him doing that and, and – and, continue to work and his hard work paying off and still just a sophomore and we always talk about how much guys can change from game one to game 10 and we're starting to see that with Lamont but coach uh, I've we've obviously been at every game this season see the sideline erupt a few times but I haven't seen quite the reaction like I saw when y'all handed the football to Hunter Dunn four times to get into the end zone one was a longer run where he broke it got it to the goal line and then three straight times handing it to number 44 making sure he got in yeah, definitely. Hunter deserved that one. He um, he had a lot of carries last year without a touchdown, and actually had several called back last year. And then he gets there this year, and he gets injured, and he just has had a touchdown. So everybody was wanting him to score and, and get in that end zone. He certainly deserves it. Again, a big fifty-nine to twenty-eight win, four straight wins for the cadets, improves their record to four and two on the season. Getting ready to start region play 
as Kevin Thomas said, as the away team at home. We'll dive into that game coming up against Jenkins next right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Bridge Show on ESPN Radio. Heading on the road to Memorial Stadium in Savannah to take on the Jenkins Warriors. The Cadets kicking off region play. And Coach Britt, uh, Jenkins, a almost a completely different team scheme-wise than y'all have seen in recent years. I know Tony Welch, uh, one of the better coaches in South Georgia, taking over this Jenkins program this year that really uh, – we haven't seen quite the drop from one year to the next like we saw last year with Jenkins, but still a very dangerous team, really based, number one, off of the style of offense they run with that true under center, flex bone, uh, triple option attack that they're trying to install. Yeah, definitely. They're going to they're gonna do a number of basic principles, uh, you know, running the wing T look and a, an option look and just doing doing those basic things. And um, and then they can bounce and, and, and get into a spread look and, and use their, their, their ability to to work it down the field as well. So got to be prepared for that. You would think, you know, uh, going against our offense uh, would help us. Uh, you know, we do that every week, and, you know, certainly that should help us in this scheme. Well, I was going to say, uh, you guys will go under center, and, and you run a lot of sweeps and a lot of gut plays uh, out of that formation, but not quite, and I'm not taking anything away from Holden, but not quite the uh, elusive, quick, triple option quarterback there uh, for you guys starting, uh, do, who are you guys going to plan to use this week and scout team uh, trying to simulate that? Yeah, we've got a number of guys that will step in and help with the scout team. And Houston Jackson does a good job for us as a sophomore, and uh, you know we'll we'll use him to uh, to simulate that. And he is a very athletic and quick guy, and um, you know he also rotates over and you know during crossover periods and and works in at the number two position at some of the slot backs uh, positions. So. Uh, we'll use him, and he'll do a great job, give us a good look. We hear this all the time uh, from coaches. I remember Mark Rick saying that when they played Georgia Tech every year and Paul Johnson was there, literally every week throughout the season they had install periods uh, where they were working on defending this. It didn't matter who the opponent was that week. They had segmented time to work on this defense. And how, how much of that is just because as much as you want to try to simulate it, you can't simulate how smooth these guys can be inside of this offense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that's part of it. And you just have to, you know, we haven't done that per se. I have done that in the past. Uh, uh, you know, when, when your main rival is, is running something like that, but right. it's hard to give that look. It really is. It's hard to give that true under center, you know, an, an option look and that sort of thing. But, um, uh, you know, you do the best you can and, and then, you know, try to go make plays. And uh, a unique experience, especially for your defensive line. I know for the backers, this can be a really fun game because you really, you're playing your assignment, sticking with your man and making sure you run your lanes. But I know the defensive linemen are not going to be happy on Friday night because a lot of people going low on them, going out their legs and, and coming from different directions. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's a different different mindset and it's not, not a lot of fun, but you just have <laughs> to prepare yourself for that. Use your hands, use your eyes and and, and get yourself, protect yourself. And then, Coach, uh, on the offensive side of the ball for you guys, I know 59 points, uh, over 200 points in your last four games, but always room for improvement. Uh, as you guys have been heading into practice this week, uh, what have been the conversations about what you guys need to improve on going forward? Yeah, I think we just need to be a little more consistent in, in what we're doing. Uh, we need to be a little more um, I guess nasty would be the term in the run game and, and be a little more dominant there. 
Um, and then, you know, with the passing game, just again, continuing to work on consistency. Uh, and, you know, in the route, in the routes we're running and the in passes and the reads, just continue to work on the consistency there. Hey, Coach, I know Maynard banged up, didn't dress uh, for the game. What can you update us on him? Yeah, he's uh, he's got an injury that will uh, probably continue to keep him out this week. And so going forward at that wide receiver position, or I guess, I don't know, you guys considering it more of a tight end, we see Luke Cromanhawk going forward? Yeah, Luke uh, would definitely be working in on the offense as much as he possibly can. And, of course, he's still starting on defense. And then, we actually Friday night we used Holden Sapp and and Mac Cromenhawk as the uh, tight ends when we wanted the tight end and obviously they can do that they can do that very well. And coach, uh, just going back to this offensive line unit because we talked after the game about how it might be the unsung hero of this team so far. I thought one of the cooler plays uh, it, it was just an outside run play and you had a guy getting downfield, but seeing Brian Johnson. Uh, 20, 30 yards downfield, still lead blocking. It was almost like he made the tackle because the runner couldn't decide which way he wanted to go, but it was almost like having a fullback out there 20, 30 yards down the field uh, instead of an offensive guard, but that's just how well he can move. Yeah, Brian moves very well, and, and he, like we talked about in the past, doesn't look like an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, has that V-shape, and he can run. Uh, he's a good lacrosse player, good defensive lacrosse player, and uh, so he can move and, and um, is really good at, at blocking his face. And he, he continues to get better and better every day. And, Coach, for the fans out there, uh, you guys are getting into region play now. And these are the games. I mean, every game's important, but these are the games that matter when it comes to seeding in the playoffs. So uh, for, the, for the BC fans out there, if you want to go to home playoff games, it's important that you come out and support during these region games. Definitely. We need everybody out here supporting and you know it's going to be exciting and come watch us play and then yeah we want to we want to be at home for the playoffs so we need to um, we need to go out and win each one of these region games so that we can we can have a playoff run at home. Oh well, coach we appreciate the time and uh, look forward to seeing you guys out there on Friday. Uh, enjoy a regular scheduled week of practice coming up. Yeah definitely I'm excited excited to play on Friday and get that extra day of practice for sure. All right coach we'll see you out there on Friday. Thank you. Yes sir. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, and pleased to be joined by our next guest, a guy who had a massive night for your cadets this past Thursday, going for seven receptions, 128 yards, and two touchdowns to go along with a kick return for a touchdown. Joining us, Cam Edge here on the program. Cam, thanks for taking the time, man. Thank you. And you've had some big games so far this year. Uh, I know you went over 100 yards a little bit early in the year, I think 12 receptions in a game, but hadn't been able to find the end zone too much. Had to feel nice uh, to be able to break free, get some wide-open shots towards the end zone, and then take one back on that kick return. Absolutely. And I know talking to uh, Coach Britt, this offense, what makes it so dangerous is you don't know who's going to be the guy uh, from one week to the next, it could be Justin Thomas, it could be Zaquan Bryan, obviously it could be yourself. How dangerous do you think that makes you guys going forward? Uh, it makes me feel like we can compete with anyone. You don't know who's going to get the ball. Um, I mean, we can go anywhere with it anytime. We can pretty much do what we want with the ball. Where do you see your role inside of this offense? Because I know uh, you guys move around a lot. Uh, obviously, you're going to take the ball on some jet sweeps uh, and get 
open from the slot a lot, but just from your perspective, what do you see as your role inside of this offense? Our role changes from week to week, depending on the team, how we're going to scheme it to whatever it takes to win. Where do you feel like you're at your best and most dangerous? Uh, probably at the slot, matched up on linebackers. and. I was going to say, it's usually got to be some kind of mismatch there, right? When they either going to put a safety or a linebacker on you, that's got to make you happy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got region play coming up. I know uh, interesting start for the year for you guys. Start 0-2, and now you've ripped off four wins in a row and really playing y'all's best football of the year. How excited are you guys to dive into region play and start playing uh, some of these hometown rivals? Yeah, we feel like we're on a roll right now that we're unstoppable. I think we can be anyone in the state right now. And I know there's a lot of players inside the city of Savannah where you guys have known each other growing up uh, and have played football with each other and other sports. How cool is it uh, to play these games? I know playing the Ware Counties uh, and playing the Burke Counties is always fun, but how much do you look forward to these matchups where you're playing a bunch of guys that you've known your whole life? It's just another game for us, I think. Just Again, region play starting up. You guys are technically the away team at Memorial Stadium coming up this Friday night. Cam, before we let you go, man, I know uh, really laser-focused on the rest of the season, but what are your plans after BC? Um, I'm still looking to play baseball somewhere and maybe football if I have a chance to. Well, I'd say if uh, you keep putting up performances like this past Thursday, there's definitely going to be some people calling about that. Uh, real quick here, I know you play with Justin Thomas as well. I mean, is, is there a better wide receiver duo slash baseball duo anywhere in the state? No, I don't think there is. <laughs> I don't think there is either. Cam Edge joining us here on the Danny Bridge Show. Cam, we really appreciate the time, man. Good luck this week of practice, and we look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. All right. Thanks for having me, Coach. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Danny Bridge Show. If you miss any portion, check it out on ESPNCoastal.com.